Cold open here for a Buckeye Show podcast bonus. And if you are a golfer, this is going to be a week to pay attention to the podcast feed. You guys know that I'm a huge golfer. I'm banking that there's a ton of golf fans out there, people that love to play it, people that love to watch it. And hey, we've got two fine programs here at Ohio State with the men's and the women's team, and they have a wonderful facility. They play, obviously, at the Ohio State Golf Club, where a lot of you I know have played before, or you can play. Drop of a hat if you know somebody and got a connection that that has any affiliation at all with Ohio State, and you can get on there. So I thought for some fun this week, because the men's team has their big event coming up at the Scarlet course, the Kepler intercollegiate, the women's team, they just won their event this past weekend and they'll be going on into championship season. So this week on the podcast feed, you'll get to hear from the women's coach, Lisa Strom, the men's coach, Jay Mosley. And we're going to start it right now with the longest discussion of all of them. 34 good minutes of just golf talk with a dude who's basically living out. Kid me my dream. Being an NCAA golfer, being that level good, but also this guy is everything that golf is about to me and why I love it. A grinder. This dude who's had adversity, but he's got that mentality about him that he wanted to do it. He's a six-year guy. Everyone I talk to say, talk to John Eric Alford, kid from Georgia, who is having a great season for this Ohio State Buckeyes golf team. And so that's what you're going to get here. So if you love golf, we get all around the game. And if you are... An everyday player, there's going to be a lot of good stuff and tips in this chat that can help you. Certainly, I think it helped me a lot, too. And the next time I go out to the course or the next time I practice, I'm going to be thinking about some of the things we talked about in this conversation. So enjoy this Buckeye Show podcast bonus. We're talking with Ohio State men's golfer John Eric Alford. John Eric, it's good to meet you, man. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast here. How you been lately? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, been good. We've been traveling a lot this spring. A um, lot in Florida. It's been some nice weather, and we've, we're starting to get some reps more for the Big Ten weather. Now it's a little cold, more springtime golf, but it's been good. Yeah, so I, I got to tell you, I think the the lifestyle of a collegiate golfer from my chair seems awesome. You get all the golf gear you can handle. You get to travel around. You get to play some pretty sick courses. And is there, am I right in that? I mean, you obviously grew up loving the game. Is there any part of this where it starts to feel like a grind and maybe it is tougher to get some of those reps in or some of those rounds in, or is this just all a a complete dream? Like being a golfer, getting to play at a facility like this and getting to travel around, you know what I'm saying? Yes. If you, if you love it, it's an absolute dream. Uh, If you kind of lose that love along the way, it's an absolute grind. It just depends how you, how you picture it uh lot lots of late night flights coming back in and you got class the next morning and weather shifts you're in shorts and you come back in a parka things like that <laughs> but i mean i i absolutely love it uh so you're not gonna hear any complaints from me about it being a grind i know this is this is wild because as we record this on uh monday on uh, april what is it april 16th here we were coming off of a 40 degree weather shift. I mean, I was, I was at a crew game this weekend. I was sweating my balls off and here we, we are, it's 39 degrees when I get out of the car to come in here and meet you. And it's, it's drizzly rain, but Hey, I mean, you got this giant indoor chipping and putting uh, facility. 
How old is this place that we're in, by the way? This this has to be within five or six years. This place is awesome. Yes, I think it's I think it's six or seven. It's right before I got here. Uh, I'm from Roswell, Georgia. Uh, Johns Creek. It's all the same thing there. Sure. Um, and that's what brings recruits uh, from the South, from internationals, because we get to practice year round. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense for me to come up north for college golf. Uh, so this is a huge addition for us. Right. How? What else goes into that? You mentioned John Eric Alford, Ohio State golfer, is with us here. So you're from Georgia. Obviously, we just had the Masters being played, so I'm sure you grew, grew up being a huge fan of that and trying to find your way onto, onto Augusta National like everybody's lifelong dream is. Have you played there, by the way? I have not. Yeah, so we're still working on that. Still working on that. We can work on that together. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me and you. That's the thing that's got to get done. But you mentioned coming up to, to the Big Ten. Obviously, you got Jack Nicholas history here, so maybe the – I think still the greatest golfer to ever play the game played here at Ohio state. So you got the, the most badass sign in front of the pro shop that tells you that about Jack Nicholas. It's so cool. Anytime I come to play here, but maybe the teams you get to play against the tournaments that you get to play in and the golf courses back to what we said at the beginning that you get to play in. Is that also something that brings you up here that entices recruits that are from some of those warmer weather climates to get them to come up here where it's not a full 12 month, playing outside type of deal absolutely we uh i mean if you go look up our schedule you'll see the courses we play uh and it's unbelievable i would take our schedule over anyone in the country um just incredible spots incredible trips all throughout the year and we do practice trips uh so we're still getting in reps even in the winter um so yeah having that all put together it's it's kind of a no-brainer because when the weather is good up here too, Columbus Golf is absolutely sweet with all the courses around. It really is, man. There's, it's it's not the longest golf season in the country, but when it is here, it's it's fun. It, it really is. And then you you also get to have access to play all the private courses you right. can think of, and that's that's like the other part. Like as you're. Was it always that way for you? I'd just take me back to the beginning. I guess we didn't go there. Like the, the love of the game, because you mentioned that in one of your answers, if it's great, unless you sometimes lose that desire, I'll ask you if you ever did lose it, but where, where did it start for you? How old were you? Who got you into this game of golf that you, uh, we start to love so much? It started out at a small club, uh, country club of Roswell. We were kind of just like social members, they called it. So basically you could use the pool. Sure. Um, <laughs> so that's where it started. But then on Thursdays, Thursday mornings, they let junior golfers come out and play three, six, or nine holes, depending on how old you, you were. So that was right around eight to nine years old for me. And I just started out playing three holes, and that's where it sparked uh, just ev everything about it. And it wasn't brutally hot yet because it wasn't the afternoon, uh, freshly mown grass. All that stuff is where I really fell in love with golf. So did you kind of have the natural swing, like right from the start? Was it something that where you were able to strike the ball and see it go straight as a little kid? Or were there was there some frustrations that even – because I can imagine it. I deal with this with my own son who was in the game and now he's kind of out of the game and I'm hoping that he'll come back to it some way because I, th I think he has a good swing. But I can I can imagine that's really frustrating for a kid – when something is hard, a game as hard as the game of golf. 
Yes. Uh, no, I'm not a natural. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, we have a lot of teammates of mine that if you talk to them, they started when they were two or three and wow. a lot of them were natural. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case for me. Um, and yeah, I think that's just like, you don't have to be a natural as a kid, uh, if any kids are listening to this, but yeah, I, I just kind of got better by like 13 or 14. It really didn't even happen that early on. I just, I loved hitting balls and I really liked chipping. So, and that you just casually kind of get better over time. I think that's, I think that's an important lesson too, for kids. You mentioned how much you loved chipping, you know, we can spend so much time trying to hit the ball far and trying to hit driver after driver after driver. But eventually, like if you start small and then work your way up to that, I think that's a good way to keep a positive mindset because chipping doesn't have to be, it, it, uh, it obviously is difficult, right? To master it and to be like some of the best in the world. But if you think about the putter swing, it's just learn how to mechanically do that and then take it off the green a little bit and learn that triangular motion with the with the shoulders and the arms. Absolutely. And the fact that you love that, I think that speaks to something as to how that evolved and how your love for the game grew. Well, and like you said, I loved it because it was the first thing I got decent at. It right. was a lot harder to, you know, be a small kid trying to get the ball in the air with a four iron or something that was pretty hard to do uh, <laughs> right so I hate those long irons versus like making a two-foot putt and hearing it go in yes um yeah so it's kind of two putts down yes getting it playing that game like okay i'm 20 feet away let's get this in in two yes and do that like 50 times small small little games like that it was always so fun to play putting contests against somebody or anything like yeah. that um and I, I did like to hit balls but i mean just it, uh, I credit a little bit of that to Georgia golf too. Uh, okay. Georgia golf doesn't have typically the best ranges. Usually you're always off mats or it's like Sandy ranges mm -hmm. in Atlanta, I guess I should specify. Um, but the short game areas are usually sweet. So that's kind of what I gravitated toward. Yeah. And that's uh, honestly like as I've, uh, as I've gotten older and I'm f for people that listen to this too, I, I think it's just fun because most of us are that love the game. Like I do, we get to a point where like, I'm like a, I'm a six, like a 6.2. So I've finally got to the point where I can have a lot of fun playing and I can pretend at least sometimes when I'm playing really well of what it might feel like to be a collegiate golfer. Like back when I wasn't able to do that when I was in school, cause I wasn't good enough or just to fantasize about being a pro. It's like, Oh, I can occasionally shoot par on a nine hole side, but I think for, for people like that, that listen to this, that's the, for, for me, at least the short game is, is where like all the work should be done. It's like, I don't even bother really for the most part going to the range for an hour and hitting mid iron shots and woods. If I'm going to work on something, it's putting and chipping and pitching. Cause when I played yesterday, six of my strokes and I shot a 79, we're all lost within 30 yards of the green. That's, oh, yeah. where, that's where it is. We talk about it all the time. Uh, you got your ball striking, your scoring, and your mental game. Um, your ball striking is kind of like the ocean. It's going to come in. It's going to come out. And yeah. no matter how good you are, obviously that's relative for bad days and good days. Sure. Um, but that's that's just going to change like the tide. Uh, scoring is is what gets the job done. And some of that's mental. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you might – fire at a flag you're not supposed to um 
But a lot of it comes down to, are you making those putts that you need to, those key par saves, those little things that clean up one or two shots a day that if you do that over four rounds, that's beating the field by eight shots. Yeah, I guess it's that mentality that you get to a certain point where you played the game enough. If we've all been playing it since we were kids, we have a general idea of how to get the ball from tee to around the green yes. in a couple shots. Sure, there's that occasional death ball, as we like to say it, but... Yeah. Those get fewer and fewer the more experienced you are and the more you've played it because you've got at least enough of that mental approach to, okay, if I've, I can kind of take one side of the fairway away where all the trouble is and my body will almost naturally stay away from that. But it's the, the chipping and the, and the pitching where you seem to develop a, a lot of your passion for the game is really cool. And I, I think people who listen to this who love playing should take that to heart, like really take that to heart because you will lower your scores if you do it that way. He's John Eric Alford, guys. Ohio State golfer. We're actually out here at Ohio State's beautiful golf facility doing this Buckeye Show podcast. You know, everybody that I talked to that said, you got to talk to this guy, said he's such a neat story because, you know, you you battled getting your body right and fighting allergies, which has to be so <laughs> annoying for a golfer to have to battle. And here we are fifth or sixth year senior now John this is my sixth year unbelievable (laughs) and you're you've got a 72 point something stroke average this year you're playing in tournaments you're playing really well what a tough road man I think that also speaks to you know some of this is off the course issues but golf in general can be a game like this that you will struggle with and have maybe even years you'll see it with pros where mentally something just isn't there and then it can finally all click into place and you can just have that passion and that love for it again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have a little bit of a long road to get here. I mean, I showed up the first week on campus and they did my physical just like anybody else. And I tore my shoulder, my labrum, didn't really know it. Um, I you had I, it when they did the physical? And yeah, didn't know. I had it when they did the physical. They just do physical tests, and it was popping. Um, and they're like, we need to get this checked. Did the MRI. Uh, had a pretty big tear. Had to get that fixed. So, so you had to have surgery right Surgery, there. and that's washed out my freshman year. Um, and then, yeah, sophomore year, uh, we called it allergies. You can call it chronic health uh immune conditions you can call it whatever you want we nope nobody had any idea what was going on um including all the doctors or me everyone and uh the staff the support staff was great for me uh they did everything they possibly could and uh thankfully uh lord willing i i just got healthier uh it was just a grind for about i'd say a solid two years um yeah, and then, I mean, anybody listening knows golf is hard. And when you don't – I mean, I was touching a club on and off, but when you don't play it competitively for two years and you're trying to dive back in Division One golf, uh, it's, it's, it's brutal. Um, and that all timed up with COVID, which was a beautiful blessing because I'm, I'm here now uh, for me and also just an incredible challenge because um, it – it was hard to get in to see doctors with all the policies and it really slowed down the process of finding out what was going on. So I think it stretched a 
six month issue into like a two year issue. Wow. Uh, which I, I mean, do you have something that like a medical term that you've been diagnosed with that you now take medication for to keep it away? I, I do. So I went to, um, a functional medicine doctor in Westerville, uh, and his name's Dr. Kenodia. He, we did like full analyzing my body, every blood test you could think of. Um, and I had a few deficiencies that I, I tried to fix. Um, cause if you can't figure out what exactly is wrong, um, the only thing you can do is really like, how can I get my body to operate optimally? Um, and hope it fixes it. So that's what happened for me. Um, I do have some brutal allergies and reactions to things. Um, that's just not going to go away. You can hear my voice, uh, as I've been bouncing around Georgia and everywhere. Uh, this isn't typically how my voice sounds, but it (laughs) is. I got you. You got the raspy thing (laughs) going. It is. It is raspy in general. And that's part of it too. Um, yeah, I had. Could be a pretty good singer. Yeah, obviously. That's kind of what they look for. But <laughs> uh, spine pain was the biggest thing. Um, I'd say that was limiting golf because you can sure. push through a lot of the other stuff. You but you need to have that rotation. Good. But you have to. Yeah. You physically have to have the spine. Um, and we f- we figured out that it was just getting really stiff and that my posture was incredibly off. Um, like lopsided. Uh, I don't really know what you'd use the medical term for that, um, but just way out of whack. Um, so through a lot of different physical therapies and stuff, that helped a ton. So are you to a point now where you have been back for long enough that you feel comfortable that you have fixed all of those issues going forward, that whatever routine you're on, do you take daily meds as part of like life now? Yes. So, so that they figured like the, whatever you have, the train that you've gotten on could be the long-term solve. Absolutely. I have different medications I take in the morning and at night and I have, you can call it a self-care routine. You can call it whatever you want, but I'm doing any gym exercises, different breathing techniques, all that X, Y, Z, uh, sometimes cold showers. I'm doing that those related things around an hour and a half a day at least um so that's just like part of my training now i'd say that's awesome we are with sixth year ohio state golfer john eric alford he's a team favorite here he's telling us some of his stories about how he's had to battle how how were the guys here for you when you were going through that because i can imagine that's got to be tough like you you come to play college golf you want to be in the in the starting rotation you want to have your scores counting for the team when you play in tournaments, but you're still part of the team. And I would just assume that guys being good teammates, they would be there for you and play practice rounds with you and work out and everything like that. How were they through all this? Um, one of the biggest reasons I'm, I'm back here as a six year, um, I don't know many people that want to go to college for six years, uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. Um, they, they they were great. A lot of the older guys at that time uh, kind of kept me going. Um, it was very, very dark days because not just dealing with that, but you're kind of all alone. Like my family's in Georgia. I was doing 
doctor things that I've never done. You know, usually your parents take you to the doctor. Right. You're you figuring drive yourself out. there. They're asking you for yeah. uh, your insurance card and you're looking at them like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just things like that. Insurance. Uh, Charge it to the Ohio State University, yeah. please. <laughs> but they uh, they were great. Um, and not just on the golf course, they just checking it in on me. And I would say that's one thing that not many people would know on the outside is we're still very connected um, with the alumni. Um, like we all stay in touch. They're all, we're all at each other's weddings, life events anything you name name it the Buckeye family is pretty strong um and I, I feel like that's passing down with the younger guys obviously it's their choice once they get older and the upperclassmen but hopefully that continues that's awesome tell us uh, I also heard uh, for folks that don't know the the head coach here Jay Mosley he's a Georgia guy yes and uh, I played golf with him last year and I, I found out that he's I've never even run a, and you might know this too because I'm with another Georgia guy but the fun, the funny story is is my my wife's parents are from Georgia and they are from a town that until Jay Mosley I'm sure there are people in the world in the country that have heard of my in-laws town but I have never actually spoken to anyone like anywhere I've lived where I've lived in Virginia, Utah, North Carolina, back to Virginia and Ohio now that had heard of Moultrie, Georgia. And Jay Mosley was the first one I'd ever spoken to that had heard of that town. So that that's that's kind of funny. Have you heard of that place? I, I know that I've heard him mention it, yes. Yeah. See, you're from Georgia and you've never even heard of that yeah, town. No, that's how small it is. Right? I, the only time I've heard the name I can't place it on the map. I just know it from from Mosley. Yeah, he he apparently was from forty five or an hour away and the the high schools might have played against each other from uh, towns like that where I, I can't even imagine having to go like an hour to play a high school basketball game or something like that being yeah. from a, a, an area where I'm from in Northern Virginia where there's so many schools in a short radius. But the fact that he's at Kennesaw State and you wind, you're from Georgia, you wind up coming up here to Ohio. What was that, you know, how did that process work, the recruitment and, and ending up here with the Buckeyes? Yeah, so I'm not sure. I don't even know how – if this is anywhere online or anywhere anymore, but I originally committed to Kennesaw state my sophomore year, uh, under coach Mosley. And I made that decision cause I trusted him. And I, um, I had some other schools looking at me and Kennesaw state's a great school, but obviously not a power five school. Um, so when I made that decision, it kind of shocked a lot of people. Uh, but I, I really trusted. And so you had bigger offers at the time. Yes, and I, I really trusted in Coach Mosley. And Coach Mosley had kind of turned Kennesaw State into a top 30-ish golf school, which is pretty good uh, with how the rankings go. Um, so I was just thinking I'm going to stay near home, just a golf school, go to a, go a good golf school and try to get better for pro golf. Uh, well, he took the job up here, which great for him. Um at the time, I was pretty upset about it. <laughs> uh, so I I think that day I decommitted from Kennesaw State. Um, and Mosley was great about it. He was like, uh, give give the new coach a chance, you know, go, go look. Um, just uh, keep Kennesaw State on your radar. Uh, he was, he was very, 
open-minded and and didn't just try to lure lure me here immediately um so i actually came up to campus uh this is towards the end of my new recruiting process towards the end of my junior year ish um i had it narrowed down to some other schools i was looking at uh just some acc sec schools i was basically gonna come tell them thank you for recruiting me sure uh just you know like thanks for all this time um didn't really think much of it. It was a very cold, cold Michigan State game. Um, and that was my visit. And I committed that weekend. I can't exactly tell you why. Um, I think I kind of surprised Mosley by doing that as well. Because um, it was a miserable weather weekend. Uh, <laughs> and I, I didn't have any clothes at that time. Didn't know what a parka was or anything. Um, I had a hoodie and I was freezing at the game. Uh, but I just yeah. felt, I just felt the culture. It was a Michigan State game and it was yes. like, what, in the 20s or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that weird weather where it's kind of raining and kind of snowing at the same time. Right. And yeah. I, it was just, it was miserable. But I really just felt like this was the right place to be. Um, so that's how, a long story, but that's how I got up here. That's awesome. And I also know that Brad Smith was very, very much in your corner. And he's going to move on and do some other things because of yeah. his family situation. And I know that's got to yeah. that's got to make you feel a certain type of way. But also cool to see a guy you know, take care of the family and take care of himself. But what about that relationship? Oh, I, I, it's so bittersweet. I'm so happy for him, and I was so sad at the same time. Um, yeah, when I, I definitely didn't come up here for him. Uh, didn't really know him that much. Just. He was kind of just Mosley's assistant, and I didn't really get to know him that well until almost all the way after my freshman year because I, I wasn't around a lot. I was in the training room a lot, re- yeah. re- rehabbing my shoulder. Um, but then once I started to try to get back to golf, uh, he has a great mind with golf, knows the swing well, and just knows the ins and outs of a player. Um, and we just formed an incredible relationship that it's – uh, it's been definitely hard without him, and especially since it's my senior year. It's just like the last three or four events, but at the same time, so happy for his family. And because that travels hard, if it's hard, sure, it's a college golfer. I can't imagine having three kids and doing it. Um, so yeah, a lot of rambling there, but I love him, and we've he's walked a lot of holes with with me. He he knows. My worst shots, my best shots, my tendencies, anything. It's basically... He's like a caddy. Yeah, it's basically like a, a guy in a your caddy. He's a guy that knows your game. Uh, yeah, and knows, really knows the struggle of what I went through uh, and what it takes on a daily level. Like, you you, you see it. We're traveling right. together, what, it, what that looks like and looked like. Um, but, yeah, just great guy and... Um, Mosley is going to bring in somebody new, whether it's this interim coach or whoever next. Uh, yeah, I, I have full faith that we're going to find another great candidate for that. Just a few more things for you. John Eric Alford, Ohio State golfer. It's been great catching up, man. Thanks for doing this on our Buckeye Show podcast here. Great facility that we're out at. And you can see why Ohio State golf is going to continue to attract talent when I mean people people that listen to this podcast too anyone that's that's a golf fan that clicked on this they're uh they've likely played golf here at Scarlet and Gray and 
most people who are of a certain handicap will flock towards gray because it's shorter. <laughs> it's a more fun course. And then Scarlet can really tarry up. And they set that thing up for the Kepler, which is coming up. And they've, of course, got the, the big Corn Fairy Tour event that happens here, too, which has an impressive list of winners between uh, is it Justin Thomas and oh, Scotty yeah. Scheffler. Did he win here as well? Like, it's, it's impressive, some of these guys. But, uh, John, what, before I get to the, the course here and the Kepler coming up, what, what kind of player are you? Like, if you had to describe your game, what, what is your game? How do you score? How do you get the job done out there? Um. I'm a grinder because <laughs> I, I, I had to learn how to play before my ball striking got good again. So uh, I feel like that's a great aspect for me, and that's not necessarily getting the ball up and down a bunch. I would say I have decent short game, decent putting, but I would say that I know how to play when you're not hitting good. I know sure. where to hit on the greens. I know how to control the golf ball and keep it on the map. <laughs> And I know how to turn in a score uh, that keeps you in the tournament. And You can shoot a 75 yes. when another guy might shoot an 83 with that same game. Yes. And then yeah. when I, whatever, was off, either fix it on the range or, heck, just wake up and the body might be feeling better tomorrow. You don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm very patient. I know I'm going to go on a run at some point in the tournament. And just be patient with those. Uh, and the better I get making some putts and the better I get at, I would say just consistently those things we talk about short game. I mean, would people say I have great short game if they saw, saw me? Yes. But I'm yeah. trying to be like John Rom. So like, it's just, it's a never ending process of trying to get the ball in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Rom your favorite? At the moment, he's seems like he's becoming everybody's favorite here lately. You know, I didn't, I didn't mind him to start with. I don't, ha I don't play with the same fiery attitude. Yeah, uh, I definitely care about golf, but it's just different personalities, so I didn't relate to him as much. Um, but you just look at what he did this weekend: um, playing the Masters, winning the Masters, all that comes with that emotional. Uh, like, I mean, it's, it's great stress. You want that stress, but that's a lot of emotional stress that comes after winning the masters. You got so many people to talk to and, uh, everyone in your life. Yes. Everyone in your you life up. has, yeah. has reached out to you and you're just soaking, you're trying to soak it in and be like, wow, this just happened. Uh, and the fact he teed it up the next week and not only played good, yeah, but played he awesome. played, yeah, he played for the kids. Um, I think, and like he, he didn't withdraw. It reminded me a lot of Kobe Bryant playing through injuries and stuff because like fans paid for the tickets. Uh, so I just respect him immensely. I think he's a world-class professional. I mean, obviously he's a great golfer. Yeah. But yeah. He's, a, he's a world-class professional and he understands where his paycheck comes from. He understands just the game of golf as a whole. And I think he really appreciates the game. Uh, I mean, for as good as he is at everything, <laughs> he's not <laughs> entitled about yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely look up to him the most. I mean, to be so dang good at everything and yet be so confident and not entitled, uh, that's it's, just an incredible cool. mixture. It's cool. And, you know, for people that maybe haven't 
haven't followed golf at uh, as deep a level as I have where I'm I am locked in on every major like that's the the golf nerd I am and even like a tournament like this weekend and when Sunday comes around and you see that leaderboard like I'm denting that couch like played golf Sunday morning and then it's it's like watch that because it's Spieth and it's Cantlay you know taking all his sweet time or whatever I don't right. ca- I don't care I'm, <laughs> I'm watching but like the, the cool thing is is all these guys play college golf like that's the it's basically the structure that we have in place the best players in the world 95 percent of them played NCAA golf yes. here in the states John Rahm Arizona State right so you know, they, there's these tournaments in college that have this history, and it means something to win these tournaments as yes. an individual or as a team. And just the fact that you're getting ready for the home course tournament like has to be so exciting that you get to show off the facility and you get the home court advantage, right? Like yes. You get to play Scarlet and you get to let everybody else understand the teeth when Jack came in and redesigned this thing and put these yes. – 15 foot bunkers and trees and odd spaces you get to know how to get around this place now yes yeah that's uh that's a fun part uh getting to play a home event because it's not like other sports either we only get one home event a year sometimes two but you play scarlet scarlet once so uh, it's really fun too it's also very good for us that scarlet's so hard like you said uh because we know we know how to play it um and that's a huge ad- advantage that's so awesome man like i i hope i can get out here and, and check out some of the tournament and i uh, would love to catch around with you at some point absolutely i think it would be fun if i could have like me and maybe three other buddies try <laughs> to beat you i've seen that done on some podcasts before i'll, I'll see i'll see if versus i can one <laughs> you know i think y'all might get 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 me but we'll see it might not be so fair if we if we have like a ringer in the group because when <laughs> uh when you get enough like low to mid handicappers but if you're i don't know if you're yeah, on a we'll heater see. we'll see <laughs> it, could, it could be tough just just getting birdies for some of my friends. Like we have, we have trouble finding birdies on uh, even our good days. So it could be problematic, but I, I guess in closing, what's, uh, what's one thing you would say about this game that you, you can't ever put it down or you, you can't ever fully break away from the game of golf because you're just so attached to it. It's the endless pursuit of trying to get better at something that's never going to be perfect. Um, it's a true picture of life, in my opinion. You're always trying to become a better person, you know, do better at your job, do be better dad, be better husband. Um, but you're never going to be perfect at it. Um, but that, like, striving to try to be better than you were yesterday is why I play golf and it's why I love it because you can be playing great, you can be playing bad. It's just going to be kind of a roller coaster. It's not the most consistent sport in the world. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's just why I love it and anyone that's looking to get into it, um I just take it one day at a time and don't compare yourself cuz it's we're all in very different spots and that could change at any moment. So, yeah, it's, it's life's about figuring things out. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's golf, right? You, you seem like you've been figuring these things out pretty well lately. Yeah. Trying to, we'll see. 
Hey, John Eric Alford, Ohio State golfer, kind enough to give us a, a lot of his time here today to talk golf and talk about his career. And that's been pretty awesome of you, man. Congrats on the success. A lot of big stuff coming up, the home tournament, Big Tens, Nationals. Fun so, time uh, of year. Good luck, buddy. Thank you for having me.